You are now listening to the Charity Church Podcast. Well, hello, Charity, and welcome to the Charity Post-Sermon Podcast. This is Pastor Tommy D. By the way, Marty, that was me channeling my best radio voice like you. And we are in for a special treat today because today, who do I have with me? Angie B. Angie B, the one, the only, the legend, or as we like to call her around here at Charity, the glue that holds this whole place together. And you are with us today because last week, Pastor Marty talked on a specific subject that you happen to be passionate about. Yes, that's serving and our volunteers, which I love. So tell everybody, what do you do here at Charity? Uh, well, one of the things that I do, um, I'm administrative assistant, but I'm also our guest service director and then our volunteer coordinator. So I help get people plugged in and connected by serving and helping them find the areas that they love to serve. And I just get to watch them grow spiritually through that service. Awesome. Um, and I believe that Marty, through scripture, kind of fleshed out really well how we can identify our gifts, how we receive our gifts how all that works, but let's just uh, pretend like I'm coming to you. Uh, me and my family just started coming to charity not long ago. We hear a message like Pastor Marty gave last week, and and they say, you need to reach out to Angie Beaver, which would be the right answer. And I come to you and I say, Angie, I want to serve. I feel challenged by Marty, but I don't even know how to go about doing that. What would you say to somebody like me? First of all, I say that I'm excited and we're glad you're ready to take that next step. Um, but what I like to do is ask questions, and usually I start with asking them, what do they enjoy? Um, what are they passionate about? What do they really like to do? Everybody has something that um, when they perform that action or that service that they come to life, and that's what I like to help plug people into because when they find what helps them come to life, they're helping others come to life, mm. and ultimately that's to Jesus, of course. So that's just exciting, and that's what I like to help them take that first step into. All right, so let's say— um... I say, okay, well, plug me in where you need me, and I'm going to commit to the bronze level. I'm going to I'm going to try it out, and then something happens. Like with your role here at Charity, what is one of your favorite things to see happen in people? I love to see volunteers go from "I have to serve" to "I get to serve." That exchange is just an exciting moment for many reasons, but I think that when that exchange happens, their excitement level changes because they realize they're a part of something bigger. That's right. And I think Marty actually, there was a quote um, that he, I, I guess, where they go from having to serve to they get to serve, and they realize that, that God's using them to be a part of something much bigger than themselves, mm -hmm. which is always you know, kind of the aha moment we all have when we serve at some capacity that he's doing something through me in spite of me. Yes. And so you see that light bulb moment with a lot of your volunteers. Yes, I do. Um, what Do you have his quote? I do. It is not a matter of waiting until someone or something forces me, but a readiness to give out what God has placed in me. And I think when that um, recognition happens, there's just a light bulb moment. And it not only affects the volunteer themselves, but it affects everybody they're serving with, everybody that they come in contact with. And I use the nursery a lot in examples, but like when the parents come up and drop off the kids, 
it makes an excitement in them when they see that this volunteer is excited oh, to yeah. have their child with them. And it's going to take their walls of defenses down, and it takes a barrier out of the way of them hearing the gospel once they walk into the auditorium. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that and being a parent, you're a parent. I remember when our kids were younger, and you can tell, too. Yes. You can tell when you drop them off if somebody's there begrudgingly or if they're excited because they want to be, like you said, the nursery. They're not babysitting. They're actually helping lay a foundation. Um, and I love, Pastor Marty had talked about, you know, the church body. We are a body with many parts. The hands are important. The tips of our fingers are important, according to Marty. Um, <laughs> but our, our legs and our feet, our head, every part of us is important, but they all work together. And one of my favorite things about his message was what he was talking about. And I guarantee you have it written down, but whether you're holding a microphone, whether you're holding a baby, can you kind of give me your thoughts on? Yes, I love that because so many times um, you think when you're serving in church, everybody needs to be out front where everybody sees everything. And you think that if you're not the one maybe on the stage leading worship or you're not leading a life group or whatever you redeem as important, that it doesn't matter. And one of the things that I've worked very hard for once I came on staff here at Charity was to help the nursery workers to see that they're not babysitting, but they're, they're actually taking a part of the first step of kids ministry and that that's their informative years. And when that happens, they start realizing that, wow, I'm making a difference. And I think that's what I love to see. And I love that part of his message. I wanted to pause it, rewind it, and just keep repeating it um, because I think it's worth repeating. Everything matters. It takes every single one of us to make the mission here at Charity happen. And that's one of the things that I talk about a lot with our volunteers is you're the mission in motion. Mm. And we're the vehicle that God's using. That's right. Charity has a purpose. Charity has a mission and vision. And it takes every single role and every single volunteer role at this church to make that even possible. Yeah, I think personally one of the times of the year that we see that most on display um, is our volunteer appreciation night, which we have coming up in October. Yes, we do. And I don't think that people realize how many volunteers this church has. So whether it's someone holding a microphone, like people know who Sean is, they know who I am, they know who Marty is. Whether you're holding a baby, unless you have a young baby, chances are you don't know who the nursery workers are. Whether you're holding a broom or a door or whether you're holding a mop, People don't know who those people are. It's behind the scenes. They're setting up chairs and cleaning up. And it is, it, to me, I know it is for you, it's fun on volunteer appreciation night when the volunteers start showing up and maybe they think, for whatever reason, just human nature, you know, we kind of live in our own little bubble. So I serve with 20 other people. Well, I'm going to go to this volunteer appreciation, I guess, with 20 or 30 other people. And then they show up and there's 350 volunteers and they're like, what? Yeah. You're like, yes, it, it is a, <laughs> it is literally a massive tribe of people that make what you see happen on Sunday mornings or Wednesday nights happen. Exactly. We have an average of 110 to 130 volunteers every Sunday that makes Sunday mornings happen. And you probably don't see half of those people. That's right. Whether they're back in the production room or they're in the sound booth or if you don't go by the coffee bar, you may not see those. Yeah, there's, I mean, it takes so many of us. So it gets exciting when you see them all come together mm -hmm. and then you see them interacting with each other and they kind of learn what everybody does. And then I think that helps that mentality of 
wow, all of this really matters. It takes all Absolutely. of us. I think it clicks. Absolutely. Um, well, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, one of the things that Marty pointed out, which, you know, I messaged him. I said, such a cool message. But there are things that that you taught that I took away and I learned during this message, which I love. But Paul is writing to the church of Corinth. Marty rightfully pointed out this was a very dysfunctional church. Many people would look at a church family and say this is a dysfunctional group of people. Um, and on the surface, I would agree with that because we're a group of imperfect people. Right. But through God empowering us and fulfilling his mission, we are, like Marty said, perfect for what he wants to accomplish. But it says, now there are varieties of gifts. That's the first thing. But the same spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord, a.k.a. Paul a lot of times puts Lord when he's referring to Jesus. Um, and there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all and everyone. And do you remember what Marty pointed out in that? The Trinity. How cool is that? That was very cool. I thought that was brilliant. I loved it. So our gifts... First of all, and he said that root or the Greek word there was uh, charisma, which is kind of the the energetic part of our being. And when we discover our gifts, you've already alluded to this. When we discover our unique gifting, um, and Marty made it abundantly clear, mine is not leading worship. But, but, <laughs> you know, I tried one more time this morning, and <laughs> Sean saw me walking towards his office. And he shut me down before I got there. He said, shut my door. I'm like, man. So, but there should be a level of excitement um, when we realize, man, that gift is personally given to me, personally given to Angie by God. Yeah. And then the service um, through Jesus, and that's, you know, us, he, he talked about deacons, where we literally are serving our brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, and then the activities are the manis manifestation of the gifts and the service working themselves out, which is what you said earlier is the mission in motion. Yes. I love that statement. I just think it's very cool because when you think about the fact that you've got the Trinity working in all of us, equipping each and every one of us with exactly what we need to do what God already predestined charity to do. He gave us a mission and a vision here. And I think that Pastor Marty's vision carries that out really well. And... It takes all of us to do that. So he already put us all together. So everybody who walks through the doors of charity is here on purpose for a purpose. And you see that beautifully through that scripture and how Pastor Marty pointed that out. That's awesome. Remember he pointed out, he said, just studying for the message, he was kind of reflecting and said, you know, over the years he's seen some people go and he thought, man, how are you ever going to replace that person? And it was almost like God said, I've got a different purpose for them somewhere else right now, but I've got this. Yes. I love that. He's man. always in control. I love oh, that. <laughs> absolutely. Um, another part of it, um, another part of it that I thought was just so powerful. He was talking about the body um, that for salvation, Jesus put on a body and he was the answer for our salvation. He became the perfect and the permanent sacrifice for you and me. But after Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection and ascension into heaven, now there's a new body, you and me and Jacob and Grant and Fisher and the other seven, 800 people that come here to this place called Charity, 
we're this new body and our goal is evangelism. Yes. Mic drop, I thought. Yeah. So good. I thought that was a really cool picture of the intention that God has in everything that he does. Like he already had that planned out and it painted it beautifully for us to show us like once we were here, we know what we're to do. There's no question Mm -hmm. or doubt of what it is we're to do. It's just a matter of figuring out what gifts he put in us and how best to carry that out where he has us. And I thought even earlier you said something about the significance of all the different roles regardless. If if you're the one on stage or if you're the one that never gets seen. But it's still for a singular purpose in Marty's bottom line of pointing people to Christ, i.e. evangelism. And if you're a nursery worker, you play just a significant role as the person sharing the gospel because without you, maybe that mom and dad is so distracted, they don't hear the gospel. Exactly. If you're on the first impressions team, you play just as significant as the person sharing the gospel, just as significant role as the person caring for the baby, because maybe they were in an argument the whole way here and they see a genuine smile and you took the time to look at a bulletin or remember somebody's name and you address them directly when they walk in and say, Angie, how you doing? And you're thinking, this is only my second time here and he remembers my name. He genuinely cares I'm here. Yes. By the way, David is a rock star at that. <laughs> I was just going to say, yeah. he has just told me that um, one of the couples that walked in and they just joined and they're fairly new. They've only been coming a couple months. And as they walked through the doors, he said, by the way, if I don't see you again before September 8th, happy anniversary. He's like, whoa, how did you know that? So he's been very intentional and um, really seeing the difference in just knowing somebody's name and how powerful that mm-hmm. is. And I've tried to instill, since I am, you know, with guest services as well, I try to instill in the First Impressions volunteers the intentionality of getting to know people, the faces, and how you relate to them, and they watch the change in people's faces, just mm-hmm. knowing that hey, I've no, they know I'm here, and that means I matter. Because sometimes charity can be a little overwhelming mm-hmm. to somebody new because we're bigger, but it makes them feel at home and like this is where I'm supposed to be. Absolutely, um, but I mean that starts breaking down those walls yes. when you make that first impression. I can tell you, my very first weekend ever here at charity, I thought we were early. We were a little bit late, so we ended up parking at the um, at the very bottom of the, the bottom parking lot. We get out of our car, and there's a golf cart sitting there, and I thought, what? And they said, you need a ride up to the church? And I said, well, yeah, that's pretty cool. My girls were younger, and, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about this this weekend, but like, I was in kind of a bad headspace my first weekend here just because I'd stepped away from a thriving ministry. And it was weird not being on a Sunday morning getting ready to deliver a message, but to come and sit. And so maybe if I'm honest, I was in a bad headspace. But that first impression started breaking down walls in me right out of the gate. Yes. I I didn't know who that was. And my girls thought it was the coolest thing ever because they got to stand on the back (laughs) of the golf cart and we're riding up to church. And I thought, this is pretty cool. And so every part. Hand, foot, head, mouth, ears, whatever it is, it all plays a huge equal role in that one purpose, which is pointing people to Christ. Yes, you may not be the one on stage delivering the gospel, but you are living out the living gospel to every person that walks in, every volunteer. And so it makes a huge difference. Absolutely. 
Um, just to go over his bottom line <clears throat> one more time from last week, it was every follower of Christ is uniquely gifted through divine power for that singular purpose. And so, you know, you're uniquely gifted. God has wired you, and we've joked about this many times, so different than he's wired me, <laughs> right? Your strengths are administration. Yes. And you use that for his glory to point people to Jesus. He definitely did not wire me in administration. <laughs> but you have your strong points, Tom. <laughs> yeah, but that's not one of them. Uh, but when we realize that whatever it is we're gifted in, it's not our it's not our own ability and strength or willpower. It is a divine power in and through us. That should be humbling. Yes, it is. And I think that when a volunteer realizes that, and sometimes I've had to help help them see that when they don't think that they can do something, it's God empowering you. Mm. If this is your gifting, you can do this. Just give him a chance to work through you. One of my favorite statements, I say it all the time and I have it on my bookcase, is God doesn't call the equipped, he equips the called. Yes. And if you have truly been called by him and you're a follower of him, you're equipped because of him. Exactly. Yeah, so... Um, and then I just want us always to remember that singular purpose. Ultimately, at the end of the day, it's not about me. It's mm-hmm. not about you. It's about him. It's Point. about putting him on display. And putting him on display. Him. Yes. Come on. I love that. Yes, indeed. Well, we are um, going to continue this weekend with I Love Charity. It's going to be week three, and we're going to talk about the importance of groups and what role that plays in our personal spiritual growth. Is there uh, anything else from week two in serving that I, I know if I gave you just the, the microphone and leaned back, you'd talk for the next three hours about the importance <laughs> of serving. <laughs> but is there anything else that really just stuck out to you that you want to just nail? I just want to uh, kind of reinstate. I kind of touched on it just a little bit. Um, and we've kind of talked about through the discussion the fact that when God placed charity in this community, he had a divine purpose for it. And he's mm. uniquely placed and strategically placed everybody here. And with charity being given that mission, we all get to be a vehicle for that mission. And it takes every working part to work together um, for that mission to be in motion. And that's, again, what I always say to our volunteers. So I just encourage anyone out there that's not serving God by serving others to get in touch with me. And let me get you plugged into the body of Christ here and be a part of that vehicle that's in motion for that singular purpose of pointing everybody to Jesus. Yeah. And this is not a, um, it's like his point, that quote he read, this is not us begging anyone. This is coming from personal experience, just saying, here's my sales pitch, that the moment you realize that God used you in spite of you for something so much bigger than you. It's something you'll want to do the rest of your life. Your soul erupts with joy. It's just something the human it, spirits, we're created that. We're created to serve. When you use the right word, yes. joy. Yes. I, that's the kind of thing that you, you'll remember that feeling the rest of your life. Absolutely. Right? We've all had moments of happiness. They go away yes. and they're cool. But the first time you recognize him using you in spite of you, that's joy. That's that's a whole different level. That is. I and agree. So, well, Angie, thank you for being a part of the post-sermon podcast today. You're welcome. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. That was a pleasure. And until next weekend, uh, well, hopefully you're listening to this. Hopefully we will see you here at Charity. And uh, as we always say, we want for this church to be your church. We hope you have a great week. 
and we will talk to you again soon.